What's going on, party people, podcast players, and fourth wall fam? It is me, it is me, it is JCB, and you're listening to the new Normal Wrestling Podcast. Now, I'm not my usual chipper self today because we're recording this on Thursday, November, uh, November 4th, and we just had some breaking news in the world of wrestling. And uh, I'm accompanied here by my good brother, Phil. We're going to discuss this breaking news. Breaking news was there were 18 more releases in the WWE. This has been the one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh set of mass releases. Mass meaning there was more than three uh, in 2021 alone. So we're going to break it down. I want to talk about the superstars that were released in today's uh, in today's news and just discuss. I want to discuss with you, Phil, the business portion of this, because as fans, we go, this sucks. That's my favorite wrestler. They're not utilizing him. They're screwing him. But we're also forgetting that Vince McMahon runs a multi-billion dollar business. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get into today's show, I do want to apologize to all listeners for not uh, being around last week. But some good news, some sh- some sh- sunshine to uh, brighten our, our day. Uh, we did have our good brother, Wade, had a match made in heaven last week. And got to marry the love of his life, the one and the only Beatle Jess of the Screen Queens podcast. So a big congratulations to our good sister Beatle Jess and our good brother Wade on an amazing wedding. So happy for the both of you. It, I, I couldn't be happier for tw- two more beautiful people. Uh, you guys both deserve it. You deserve each other. And can't wait to have you back. And Jess, cannot wait to have you back on NNW as well. It's been way too long. So congratulations to you both. It's a tough day today. It is, it is a, a tough very, day. And it's not even a day. It just the last four hours. Yeah. This all just came down the pipeline uh, within, uh, in, within hours of us recording this. Now, l- let's go down the list of who, was, who got their release today from WWE. So from the NXT side, we have Zeta Ramir, Trey Baxter, Oni Lorcan, Jeet Rama, Katrina Cortez, Jesse Kamea, Frankie Monet, Ember Moon, and Scarlett. I'm putting emphasis on some of the names that were pretty shocking. From the main roster, we have B-Fab of uh, Hit Row. We have uh, Harry Smith, Davy Boy Smith Jr., who actually just was recently signed again within the past couple months. Grandma Talik, Lindsay Dorado, Karrion Cross, Nia Jax, Mia Yim, and Keith Lee. All right. Now, a couple names on here. I, I could say, oh, okay, fine. They got their release. They were here for a cup of coffee. Uh, you know, they, 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 maybe now just was not the time. Does not mean they can never come back again. You know, those are names like Trey Baxter, uh, Zeta Ramir, Jeet mm-hmm. Rama, a lot of these younger talent that were either homegrown in the performance center or maybe just starting out on the indies. Uh, but you know, at least they got their feet wet in the WWE system, got to uh, hone their craft in the performance center. So now this will only mean big things for them on the indies. If they decide to stick with wrestling doors are always open for them. Now there are other names on this list, other well-known names like Lindsay Dorado, grandma Talik, Oni Lorcan, now, while it was shocking to hear these names, 
also look at the bigger picture. Lucha House Party, Lindsay Dorado and Grand Metallic didn't gain or lose any steam after Kalisto, who just recently made his debut on uh, Samurai Del Sol on uh, AEW Dynamite this week. They didn't lose or gain any steam with Kalisto being released. Did you see any promise in Lucha House Party with or without Kalisto? And this is no no knock on the talent. This is just a knock on the booking. Right. And, and no, and I've they they haven't had anywhere to go. And you make that you make that point abundantly clear. They had they had no place to go up or down. They were just they were just there. They were just there. In the meantime. And you even see in the last what was it month or two that even with all that going on, um, you know, there was the rumor mill churning about them not, you know, not being happy either. So it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's not a surprise. Right. And I can understand, I mean, what, given they were originally single stars and then they were put together in a tag team because we don't know what to do with them as single stars. Let's make them a tag team because that's the yep. WWE formula. But also when you, when you're in a company, that doesn't have a real tag team division. Yes. Of course, you're going to make any tag team wrestling. Strangest bedfellows you can find. Yeah. You're yes. going you're to make any team, and you, but you're going to have them also, you know, be sour about, about where they stand in the company. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to make us a tag team, but you're going to do nothing with your tag team division, period. So yeah. I can understand that it does suck because they're both very talented um, I think if there was more depth to our tag division in WWE, there would have been a, a, another spot for Lucha House Party. And also mm-hmm. if the Lucha House Party gimmick wasn't so hokey, not saying that Grand Metallic and Lince Dorado kept it hokey. They kind of made it a little more serious, but yeah. I just think it's because there's a lack of a tag division there. But now let's get into some of these other big, like, oh, I'm sorry. Let's go to Oni Lorcan first. Oni Lorcan is a friggin' NXT original. original. That dude has been around for a long time long time mm-hmm. i'm surprised he never got a call up yeah and no. you know that one surprised me john the way that bobby fish getting released mm-hmm. a little while back is just one of those guys who's just tried and true and you know you you don't want to see it happen you don't know why because you know as a fan we as fans put trust in what a guy like Oni does bring Oni Lurkin does bring to the mat. Right. And you know, right. you, you, you know, there, when you see that guy in the ring, you know, you're going to get a certified grade, a quality match, mm-hmm. no matter what the situation, you know, I look at Oni Lurkin very similar to, to a Cesaro. He's viewed as being a good hand. He's mm-hmm. viewed as being the guy that can put on a good performance, a good wrestling match, but eh, we don't really have much of a character. And, you know, given Oni Lorcan might not have much of a character, you know, mm-hmm. but he's just he's just a rough and tough wrestler who just likes to brawl. Yeah. Uh, I think it, he really worked well when they put him with Danny Birch. That was a great tag team. Lisi Casano, he's a former NXT tag team champion. Yeah. Um, but after after Danny Birch got injured again, what has Oni done? I mean, they, yeah. They and that's the problem is that's one of, one of the ones where you lose the rudder. Right. That's an, that's a situation where you lost the rudder now. And um, although I get kind of concerned on it, looking at the roster right now, I'll use Kyle O'Reilly as another example is I'm, I actually am concerned 
He's, you know, I think he's an absolutely top-notch wrestler. And, but is he losing that same, that same steam in the same vein? Well, it's funny you mentioned Kyle because mm-hmm. Kyle O'Reilly's contract is up, I believe, either this week or the end of this month. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be, uh, the question is going to be next is where is he going to go? And that's, let's, let's pocket that for a little bit later in our conversation. Okay. That the ending contracts, the guys coming up. Yes. I'd like to use that as a epilogue to this conversation. Okay. And just to uh, foreshadow as well, that also includes guys like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens that we have mentioned on past episodes as well. We have some and Johnny Gargano. And Johnny Gargano. Johnny G. That's right. That's right. So, all right, let's move on to some other names on this list. Let's go over to NXT. Uh, I think the women's division took a pretty big hit when they released uh, JC, uh, well, sorry, Jesse Kamea, Frankie Monet, Ember Moon, and Scarlett. Now, let's break that down. Jesse Kamea has not done a whole lot. She's been signed to NXT for quite some time. But she only just recently really started getting some airtime. I mean, she was kind of put in that Robert Stone brand gimmick with her and Aaliyah. And then they paired her up with Frankie Monet. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse, I think, just c- couldn't get a break. She couldn't get her break in NXT. I think it's time for her to go elsewhere. I think a knockouts division and impact would be a good spot for Jesse Kamea or even go to N- NWA. NWA is a great women's division as well. Yeah. I think <clears throat> the sky's the limit for Jesse. Frankie Monet. That was the most surprising one on the list in the women's yeah. side for me. She recently signed. She recently had a championship match. Which I'm, I'm still surprised she didn't win. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what the problem was with Frankie, especially over on the NXT side. I feel like even with this new NXT 2.0, Frankie Monet could have been a great Perfect. staple for that brand. Absolutely. And she could have been the veteran to help put over that younger talent. If you want to get younger talent over, she would yep. be that, that perfect, uh, the perfect spot, a uh, perfect person to fit in that spot. Um, yeah. Not worried about her though, because Taya Valkyrie is obviously now going to be back. She already tweeted Taya Valkyrie all in caps. Yep. Um, I say go to, a- and that's w- one of the one. Yeah. That's one of the one. That's one of the people on this list that you, I'm not worried about. Right. Cause you, you, know, you don't, they still yeah. have more left in the tank and you know, they're going to end up somewhere well established, somewhere well established beforehand. Right. Very that well. Was, established. She could go back to impact, but I think she has so much more to offer the world of wrestling. That's somewhere <laughs> like an AEW would be a great spot for hell. She could even go to NWA. I would love to see Taya Valkyrie versus Camille Brickhouse. Come on. Mm-hmm. That right there, that, that right there is a dream match. If you haven't thought about that, dream about that one tonight. Because that's mm-hmm. a fucking match I'd love to see. Um, or what would you what would you say to a Taya Valkyrie Ruby Soho? I mean Ruby's gonna win that one though. <laughs> that's just how it happens. I know. It always um now I, I wanna at least in my mind, it happens that way. Always. Now, I want to allude to something going on a theme here. Mm-hmm. Frankie Monet as also Mrs. John Morrison. I'm, to, actually, I'm actually surprised. I want to cut you off real quick that Morrison's yeah. name wasn't on, on this list. That's where I'm going with this is you have the you have the established couples such as Scarlett and Karrion Cross, Keith Lee and Mia Yim. I was very surprised to see Frankie Monet and not see John Morrison. I think that is just a coincidence. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, no company can fire um, people because they're in they're in a relationship. I know. For a but, couple, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's that's that's not that's not how a company can work. I think it's just a coincidence that Karen and Scarlett and Mia and Keith are all in, are in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I was I wonder do, was some of this co- I'll say coordinated in the sense of one knows one finds out and says hey if they're gonna go get you know right release you us never both. know it, something it, it, like that it's very possible um but again that that will that will never know the uh the full i mean yeah. hey maybe maybe one day these wrestlers will go out hop on a podcast and tell the story yep which seems to be the uh the trend lately whenever someone gets mm-hmm. released but what i was alluding to when it came to john morrison was um I'm after the whole Miz and Morrison thing, and Miz went to go do Dancing with the Stars. Morrison hasn't really been on TV. He's put on some great matches when he is on TV, mm-hmm. but he hasn't gotten the proper singles run that I feel like he could have gotten when he came back to WWE. And also, he's been on um, on WWE main event for the past the past few weeks, even even back before the draft. Yeah, so it's like they're not really doing much with Morrison unless they're trying to prepare him for something big down the road, because Morrison can be a main eventer. But mm-hmm. he's shown you know, it. he's shown it for years. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to go on record right now and say that I don't think this is the last of the releases for this run. I think we might see more this month. I mean, the the year's almost over. Yep. They've already released 69 total wrestlers from their <clears throat> roster. 69 wrestlers is a lot. That's a now, roster of ro- ro- that's a whole roster of a yeah. promotion by itself. 6970, that's like Ring of Honor. Like that's mm-hmm. their entire roster, you know? Yeah. Let's look, but now let's look at the bigger picture. WWE is the juggernaut, right? They're the juggernaut. They have they are the biggest promotion out there. Love them or hate them, that's what they are. Yes, yeah. man laughs his way to the bank every fucking day. Yes. Now, this is what I mean. We're going to get into the rest of the releases from today, but I want to talk about just the, the, the releases in general. We were talking about this right before we started recording. As the fans, we're going to get pissed. We're going to be emotional. It's like, shit, they, they dropped the ball on, on this wrestler. Keith Lee, prime example. Keith Lee had the fucking career of his life in NXT for those, those few short months double yeah. champion then he had to drop one title and then he lost the title and then got called up way too soon and they did nothing with him everything yeah. the build up to that point for him was bar none i've seen nothing like it with his stint at royal rumble with his face to face with brock lesnar uh survivor series being the last one for nxt and oh, having yeah. that face of roman reigns um and then whooping randy orton's ass in his second whoop, match whooping orton's match uh ass right um, mm-hmm. there was a lot of good things that they could have done with Keith Lee, but again, everyone, you know, the rumor mill always has that Vince McMahon has his vision on, on the mold on who the wrestler should look like, what he should be. He needs to have a nickname. He needs to have a character. Fine. Mm-hmm. You can't hate on that. Cause Vince McMahon has built a fucking juggernaut off of creating characters. So yeah. Vince McMahon knows what he's doing now. Keith Lee, again, someone who I'm not worried about, someone like him, I can see going to an AEW. But now this is where I start to worry about AEW. Are they taking too many big stars and then not knowing what to do with them? Mm -hmm. 
So to me, Tony Khan, I, my fingers are crossed that as much of a fan as Tony Khan was of WCW growing up, right? As a businessman, he knows what pieces worked and didn't work. And the glaring, bold, bright lights of 90s WCW was you overload the roster and there are guys and it becomes, you know, the guys who are at the top who have the creative control just running roughshod over everything. But you don't want to you don't want to see the roster become uh, over, you know, it overwhelming itself on that, right. in that sense. Cause then that's how it was with WCW. You want a better contract? Come to WCW. Oh, WW, WWF doesn't want you anymore. Guys, come on down. We'll find a use for you. Mm-hmm. Right. That's exactly what happened. And then, you know, and then even and then at that point, with the guys who did come over with the creative control, the younger guys then who could have had the ability to build themselves up into top level stars. Some of them did get left behind. Right. Now let's look at what AEW let's talk about AEW now from an AEW dynamite was built on some big names from the Indies. You had your Kenny mm-hmm. Omegas, you have your young bucks, you have your, um, SCU, you have your uh, the the Lucha Brothers, you're, you're the, the the best friends, Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen. Yeah, um, actually, I, I would take Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen out of that equation. I would I would consider them more homegrown because they kind of really made a name for themselves in AEW. Darby Allen, mm-hmm. MJF, Orange Cassidy, Sammy Guevara. Then you also had your yeah. your your name recognition. You had your John Moxleys. You had your Chris Jericho's. Jericho, your your your. Yeah, your Chris Jericho, your, your Dustin Ro- uh, Dustin Rhodes, mm-hmm. and then even in the women's division, you had your Nyla Rose, your Riho, your your Layla Hirsch, your Penelope Fords. Now, watching Dynamite, who do you see? You see, and I'm going to use their their former names. You you see Daniel Bryan, you see Rusev, you see Andrade, you see Alistair Black. It's just turning into a WWE roster. You know, mm-hmm. and that's only four of the names. Like I, so, the list goes on with who they have from WWE. So the line I draw with that though is the way that they are currently being used, and the storylines that they are in, and the characters that they have developed since joining AEW. Mm-hmm. They have not sat stale the same way that everybody you just listed became in WWE by the time that they had been released, whether or being called up to the main roster. Andrade stalled out. Mm -hmm. Aleister Black, for whatever reason, he stalled out. Rusev Day was the most over, was one of the most over things and yet the guy only got one title shot mm-hmm. in his entire in his entire stint. One championship match to a heavyweight championship. Right. An amazing, an amazing mid-card title holder with the US title. That and the character that he built. But then once 
you know, they, they couldn't put him. He was so over with the fans, but the, the creative couldn't do anything. Right. It, it just worries me that AEW is going to become a land of the WWE rejects. Again, mm-hmm. no, no offense to the talent, but yeah, I don't want them to forget about where they came from, where their grassroots are. Yeah. You know? Yep. Their grassroots are, are with the, with your hangman pages, with your, your the mm-hmm. dark order. Um, yep. You know, with your Brian Pillman Jr., your I'll even say Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, even though they came a little bit later on. It's like, mm-hmm. what? This is a topic for another day, but if, they, if AEW has done anyone wrong and not booked them the right way, that's fucking Brian Cage. I think Brian Cage has gotten the shit under the stick over there. Mm-hmm. But like, but I'm also not mentioning other names. You know, like like we just recently saw Chavo Guerrero Jr. come back. And manage Andrade for for a hot minute. You got Christian Cage. What about CM yep. Punk? Punk. What about CM Punk? Yeah. CM Punk literally came back in Chicago just to have that moment of him returning. And then now CM Punk is just there. He's just on every show. Every time you put on AEW, you're going to see CM Punk, even if he's on commentary, he's going to cut a promo or he might mm-hmm. have a match. They're just using him for name recognition and they're using him as the draw. So there's a few things that we could I could sit here and I could pick apart about AEW. Again, I'm not saying I'm, not, I'm hating on AEW. I think AEW right now is destination television for me, yeah. you know, because I'm just not into the new NXT. I'm just not into the the changes that are happening in WWE and the demographic that they're trying to target. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's still plenty of talent that I'm a huge fan of, but AEW right now is destination television. But again, they're not perfect. So there's definitely some screws that probably could be tightened and some, you know, I'm going to have my opinions on just like any other fans. Yeah. The other part of it for me though, with AEW and I know I've mentioned it before and to everybody listening, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you guys get bored of me, but I of hammering this home, but I, I enjoy not having the same guy shoved down our throats every single week with the same rinse and repeat show storyline of every show of, Hey, this tag team shows up to cut a promo and Oh my God, they got interrupted and Oh my God, we have an instant match or, you know, or, or the same person coming out and opening a show with the same seven minute promo over and over again. The, the giving weeks between to let stuff breathe and to let storylines flow in and out and in and out as they come and go, to me, is an okay and a good thing. So it's, it, it's, a, fine, it's a very fine line to balance. So, yes, I would agree with you. Are there some screws to tighten to, to make sure that tightrope stays perfectly taut? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But the cons to me personally, the concept is there of letting that stuff breathe in and out. Right. I think the, yeah, that space there is perfect for good storytelling and mm-hmm. AEW does a pretty good job of that. Like mm-hmm. one of the topics I wanted to touch on, maybe we will touch on it a little bit before we go is the, is the whole slow burn with, uh, with hangman Adam page. 
Oh, yes. You know, and yes. that's, again, we can talk about that before. But you know what? We're going to talk about Adam Page before we sign off today. Yep. Let, let's go um, back to the releases real quick because we kind of went off. On yeah, who do, we, who do we skip on the list? Let's just touch on a few others. So also from the women's division at NXT, we got Scarlett, Bordeaux, and we have Ember Moon. Now let's talk about Scarlett first. As soon as Karrion Cross got called up to the main roster without Scarlett. It was over. It was over for Scarlett. Okay. It was over for um, Karrion. It was over for Cross. Yeah. Oh, we, we knew that too as soon as they yeah. changed his costume and everything. And his, and his entrance was different. Um, he was just a completely warded down version of what he what he was in NXT. But with Scarlett, now I'm not, I don't know Scarlett's work as a wrestler prior to them coming to NXT, but I knew that she was known as being the person who sings Karrion Cross's entrance music, and she helped make that entrance better. She was a really good mouthpiece for him at times as well when, when he needed it. Uh, they just had a great dynamic. But uh, as, soon as, as soon as they pulled her apart from carrying Cross, I knew that was, that was, that was it for her. Uh, Ember Moon. I'm a fan of Ember Moon. But I hate to say, okay, she got a release. Okay. You know, her too. Comes up to them from the main roster. Has a killer run in the main roster, very similar to Ruby Ruby Riot or Ruby Soho. Now comes to the main roster. You have singles wins over people like Bailey, Sasha Banks, um, N- N- Natalia, uh, Carmella. The list goes on. But you have singles wins over all these top talent. But then you just end up constantly being in in mixed tag matches or tag team matches and never really put in line for a title and, shot. And then you unfortunately get injured. You're yes. off TV for an extended amount of time. It, um, and, it was, and it wasn't just an injury. It was a heavy-duty injury heavy to duty have injury. A, a shoulder right. injury like that. That is a – no matter if you're in pro wrestling or, or baseball, football, a shoulder injury like that is a long time to come back from, and it's, right. it's tough to come back from. And then you make this big, awesome return at NXT TakeOver in the same – main event that was phenomenal with the Oshirai retaining the title and you make it the, the, the return. I almost said debut the return the same day. Tony storm makes her debut on the black and yellow brands. So I was like, that, that was huge right there to see Ember moon and Tony storm both make their debuts or returns both yeah. after Io Shirai. That was cool. Yep. Didn't capitalize on it. And I believe Ember got injured again. Ember did hold yes. the women, the women's tag titles with Shotzi for a little while. That was a great tag team. Shotzi gets called up, and then Ember, I believe, like I said, I believe Ember was injured again, but Mm -hmm. they weren't doing much with her, and she wasn't doing much either to make them want to, you know, do more with her. She was good in the ring. She was good. She didn't have great matches. When she was NXT champion, she did. Um, She had that run with, uh, with Asuka when she kept losing. Yeah. And then eventually got it because Asuka had to forfeit the title. I, I felt like right there too was uh that that I felt like that right there hurt Ember Moon's tra- trajectory after that. You know, yeah, she became NXT women's champion, but she didn't win it. You know? So mm-hmm. Ember Moon, I could see her, she'd be great in the knockouts division over an NWA. She'd be great. I can't really see her in, in an AEW situation, but I think um a not impact knockouts would be a good spot for her. 
Uh, now let's go back to the main roster. Nia Jax and Mia Yim. Now, as much as I hate on Nia Jax, so when I, when I saw the list of releases, I was, I was telling my wife, Amanda, I'm like, babe, breaking news. And I started listing all these names, and I was like, I am so surprised. She's like, oh, I know. I was like, I'm so surprised it took this long for Nia Jax to get released. <laughs> and I hate to say it. I don't want to see anyone ever lose their job. Yeah. Nia Jax is as green as grass. She's been around for over five years now on the main roster, had a very, very short stint in NXT, but never had the opportunity to hone her craft at all. She was very dangerous in the ring, constantly was injuring, uh, injuring her, her, her fellow, fellow wrestlers. And girl can't cut a fucking promo for, the, for her life. And I just couldn't stand the sound of her voice in the microphone anymore. I just couldn't do it. They they never portrayed her as the monster that they that they they tried to when she made her debut in NXT. She never had that opportunity to be that monster. Um, you know what? She's from the Inoai family. She has Rock's blood in her. Go go out on the Indies. Go to wherever you have to go. Hone your craft. Get better at what you do. You know, stay focus on what you're good at. And stop doing what you know that you are lacking and what you need work on. Mm-hmm. If if speaking is one of them, get a fucking mouthpiece, get a manager. Um, if I'll give you a reason why I think she would do well going to NWA, and that is to have Mickey James help her. To have Mickey James help yeah. her grow back into that. Yeah, because all of the potential is there. The all the potential, it's always been there, mm-hmm. and it's just the final. Sometimes you just need that final snap, and have right. everything just fall into place. Yeah, yeah. She needs that time, and uh, again, doors always open. There's no reason why she can never <clears throat> never come back to WWE mm-hmm. down the road. Um, and now let's yeah. talk about uh, well, Mia Yim. They haven't really done much with her. She. Never held gold in NXT or WWE, but she was always in the title picture in mm-hmm. NXT. Um, she came up to the main roster as Reckoning, part of Retribution, behind the mask. She was drafted to SmackDown as Mia Yim, but she never had the opportunity to debut as Mia Yim on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of... Uh, you know, a to, to be continued, I think, for me, AM. Um, yeah. I think it's one of those things where it's like, what if? You yeah. know, what if she didn't make her debut? Would she be over? Would the crowd like her? I mean, no, the only reason she got booed with Retribution is because everyone knew it was fucking me, AM, but they were trying to insult our intelligence and call her Reckoning. Like, no one knows who the fuck she is. She's the yeah. only, only Asian wrestler with blue fucking hair. Yep. But you know, but no, Vince. I had no idea that was me. Am it was me? It was me, John, all along. God, <laughs> and it sucks too for me. Am because me. Am is one of those wrestlers from the May Young Classic, where even though she lost her round, the crowd still chanted, "Sign her, sign yeah. her," and Triple H signed her. You know, and again, another another wrestler who I think just fell victim to being called up from from NXT too soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, me, plenty of opportunity to go anywhere. I could see her 
in a situation in AEW. Want me to fall down a rabbit hole real quick, bro? Check this out. Go for it. I would love to see Ruby Soho put together another faction similar to a Riot Squad and throw Mia Yim in there. I would love to see Mia Yim and Ruby Soho as some kind of team. Okay. I would also include Tony Storm and, uh, of course, Liv Morgan, but they're on different promotions now. But That's okay. that, that would be my badass women's, women's faction. Anyway. I thought it was Forbidden Door. That could happen. Funny, because there is a Forbidden Door. But there's also, but, well, but, but it's, just, it's a shame right. that that forbidden door has a glass ceiling on it. Exactly. And mm-hmm. yeah, that only, only opens and closes for Kenny Omega. Yes. Anyway, now, last but not least, let's talk about uh, both Karrion Cross and Keith Lee. Yeah. Two former <clears throat> NXT champions, Keith Lee being a former double champion, NXT North American champion, and NXT champion. Two wrestlers that we both knew from day one when they got called up that this was the end of their career um should they have never been called up yeah of course as a fan i want to say you should have kept them in nxt Mm -hmm. we don't know the business behind it we don't know the reasons why we don't know if they were pulling to go out to move up we don't know uh we do know that unfortunately keith lee did have um Let's just say he was out for some personal reasons earlier this year, which really held him back from uh, showing what he could do on the main roster. And again, another one of those what-if situations. Mm -hmm. Carrying Cross, I just don't think, is made for WWE. Uh, NXT, Ring of Honor, Impact, maybe even AEW, NWA maybe, New Japan – He's not made for WWE. I think you, I think you hit it on the head right there. In some of these, you know, it just it's just not meant to be for certain guys with the main roster. Yeah. He's and yes, you're right. And I think the Scarlet thing, the not having Scarlet from the beginning, mm-hmm. that and then to, to make him into that Spartacus, right? Gladiator, everybody literally everyone just stopped thinking about him and fans, you know, the fact that he comes out and gets not even a, he doesn't even get booed. Everyone's just apathetic to it. Mm -hmm. Silence. That's it's the, the, the opposite of love isn't hate. It's apathy Mm -hmm. to me. It's the lack of emotion. It's the lack of emotion that told you even more than you needed to know. And, and that stems from <clears throat> WWE and Vince McMahon just insulting our intelligence. Like, I know that people who watch the main roster, who watch Raw and SmackDown, don't all necessarily watch NXT. So they're not going to know who a carrying cross is, but mm-hmm. there's still a percentage of people that do. And when yeah. they see him come to the main roster, they want to hear all of his accolades. I mean, yeah, he may have came up and he was already, he was still NXT champion, but did they ever actually talk about it? Talk about how he got there, who he fought for it, who he's no. defended it against? No. Oh, he has, can, he has a belt. It was literally just a prop. Can I, point. John, can we do a quick little ends of the spectrum? Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll talk because we're talking about right now. Karrion Cross came up with, came up to the main roster no fanfare, right? Just kind of thrown at you. Show, just shown up, yeah. Okay, just shown up in a, ma- in a match. 
no no promos, no bills, no nothing, okay? Now let's go back. I'm going to back up, what, four years? When you have someone like Shinsuke Nakamura, okay? Shinsuke Nakamura's debut the night after WrestleMania on SmackDown is one of the... Re- I'm telling you, John, was one of the reasons why I started watching professional wrestling so regularly mm-hmm. again the fanfare the pomp and circumstance that came out with that the fans in attendance blowing up singing the song along it was a you could see complete opposite ends of the spectrum for guys who came up just fresh off of being the nxt champion right and that's the thing too it's like even when he first made his debut in nxt the pomp and mm-hmm. circumstance, the build to his debut yeah. was huge. I mean, yes. he just came off of a huge run over in uh, in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Wrestle Kingdom 10, which happened, oh God, what year was Wrestle Kingdom 10? That was 2016. January of 2016 was when he had just uh, had that amazing match against AJ Styles at Wrestle right. Kingdom. Yeah, and later on that month, Styles then debuts in at the Royal Rumble. Yep. So, Nakamura NXT at that time, they were the fan base in NXT at that time was similar to the AEW fan base, where they were that fan base. They were into the indie scene. Yeah, Who, who's wrestling in Japan? Who's coming? Who's wrestling at Ring of Honor? Because back then we were taking people from New Japan, Ring of Honor. You had your Kevin Steens, your Tyler Blacks, you know, your uh, uh, El Genericos, your Adam Coles, Kyle O'Reillys. So people knew who these wrestlers were from their other stints and other promotions. It got yeah. to a point where then they were just NXT diehards. So I feel like NXT slowed down. Also, like they were they were constantly bringing new. Big names into NXT, Nakamura, Bobby Roode, Drew McIntyre, M- Matt Riddle, Keith Lee. And then after a while, they kind of lost all that and there was no more big signings in NXT. It was a lot of younger up and coming talent being signed to the performance center. You know, mm-hmm. I used to love when, when they would be, we would be watching a takeover and all of a sudden in between matches, they show you this guy is in the front row and it's like, oh, he just signed to NXT. It's like, oh, shit. Dude, wow. I used to love that. Then yeah. it would it would just be a report. You see it on Twitter and on the on the WWE website. Mm-hmm. Um but so God, I forgot how we even got into that whole conversation. But anyway, we were talking about Keith Lee. Um yeah. Keith Lee and Carrying Cross. So at this point, Carrying Cross also, he could end up anywhere. He'll be fine. Keith Lee. I I'm sad want, about Keith Lee. I'm very sad. It, again, it's one of those what if moments. I think Keith Lee would do really well in an AEW. I mean, I want. I wouldn't mind seeing a Miro versus Keith Lee. No, I'm going to go on the opposite, John. If you told me you were going to make a two man stable of Miro and Keith Lee, and Ooh. just come on, come on, super heavies. That would that would be that would be a freaking powerhouse team right there. I, I, I'm I'm a hundred percent like if you told me that the two of them were put together mm-hmm. in a tag team two man stable, they you know they still do their own thing. 
individually, the two man power trip style, I would be, my head would pop on that one. I like that. That'd be cool. But again, mm-hmm. someone like, like a Keith Lee in AEW, would he be overshadowed by the likes of your Kenny Omegas, your CM Punks, your Brian Danielsons, your Chris Jericho's, your John Moxley's? I mean, mm-hmm. I think at this point, Keith Lee has made enough of a name for himself with his stint in NXT and his couple appearances in uh, on the main roster prior to his call-up, mm-hmm. where any fans that he has now, people want to see him with the gold. They want to see him become the champion wherever he goes. Yeah. I don't know if there's room for him in an AEW. You know, especially counterpoint. And now, yeah. Now, now that we talk stuff like this, what we alluded to earlier, you know, that is, I, I understand now, your concern about that of are you overloading the roster and not giving people the opportunity to, to, to have those kinds of moments. Right. And and I think again, AEW still in its toddler stages. Mm -hmm. They're they're only two, two years in now. Yep. There's still plenty of time for even that younger homegrown talent to, to grow, to get the gold. But, um, before we talk about AEW, I do want to talk about the championship picture in AEW. Uh, the releases in general. I think the fan, the fan in us, sometimes has to take a step back before we go right to our keyboards and talk shit about the about the company on our social media pages. We have to step back and look and go, okay, they are a business. Yeah. And they're not just a business. They have shareholders to answer to. They are a publicly traded company. There's, there's a big difference between being a promotion that one guy owns or has majority ownership, but it's a complete, it's a completely different monster. Once you start getting shareholders involved, right? Now, a company like WWE, they've been around for a very, very, very long time. There is no way in hell a company, I'm going to take these words from people, from idiots in the IWC that I see typing shit on on social media. Yep. Like, oh, they're releasing these wrestlers for no reason. They just don't like them or they just, you know, stupid, stupid reasons. No company would last this long. If they literally just constantly fired their their well, I don't I use the word employees loosely. Their contract talent say mm-hmm. fire their talent for no reason. They're giving them a reason: budget cuts. But now yeah. here's the here's the argument: they just they just uh, released their their Q3 financials, and yeah. they had their biggest quarter they've had in the past decade, and they're yeah, they're up from last year. Mm-hmm. So if you're up and you're profitable, how are you making budget cuts? I'll tell you how, from a business standpoint, great, yep. we are up right now, but keeping you on my roster is actually costing me money. What money are you making me? Yeah. You know, exactly. are, you ma- are you making me money on your merchandise sales? Mm-hmm. We don't know. You know, we don't know. The- we don't yeah. see these numbers. Yeah. Vince doesn't go, here you go, internet. Here's our financial books. Look at, now you can see who, no. who is making us money and who's not. Mm-hmm. Now, people will probably sit here and go, well, why aren't people like, Shane Thorne or Cedric Alexander or, or Dana Brooke released. 
maybe these people are actually in some way still still returning the investment returning you know or bringing in some kind of revenue for the company whether it be as a spokesperson i like i know dana brooke does a lot of the stuff at the hospitals with, with the kids the 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 with the, the cancer yeah. patients and things like that so there are other things besides just being a wrestling talent on television there's other ways like sponsorships and <laughs> partnerships that WWE uses to help keep them afloat. Uh, I shouldn't say afloat, but keep yeah. them, uh, keep them alive as a company as well. It's not just showing up, d- doing a TV taping or showing up, performing at one live show and then going home to your family. It's not how that works. Everyone at this point knows the ins and outs of working for WWE. Mm-hmm. So, there's definitely more to the story. Yes, we as fans fucking love Karrion Cross. We fucking love Keith Lee. But what money were they making WWE? Mm-hmm. Were, were, were they, Keith, Keith Lee and Karrion Cross probably were selling merch in NXT. Yeah. But now they, as the talent, need to be able to carry that same success over when they come to the main roster. You can't yep. go from NXT on Wednesday to SmackDown on Friday, and all of a sudden your merchandise sales drop. Yeah. Like, okay, well, why is that happening? They're not going to go, oh, well, Vince, you shouldn't have called him up. No. Everyone's goal is to be promoted within a company, right? And yeah. again, we, we still talk about it. We still loosely say that the call-up is like a promotion, right? People who go to WWE or NXT want to be on Raw. They want to be on SmackDown. They want to be able to be at WrestleMania, at SummerSlam. So they're looking mm-hmm. to work towards that. But then if they are not bringing the money into the company, then what are they doing wrong? What are they missing? They are not grabbing the bull by the horns. Now, again, this is no offense to the talent that recently was released. Maybe the talent still needs work. Keith Lee might still need work. Karrion Cross, who I still don't think is fit for WWE, might still need work to fit that mold. Everyone, every wrestler that I've ever heard interviewed that has been to in different promotions always say every promotion is different. You know, you learn something from the, from WWE, but then you go to Ring of Honor and well, Ring of Honor is really no more. That's another conversation right. the other day. Go to Impact and it's run completely differently. Go to AEW, run completely differently. New Japan, completely uh-huh. different. Mm-hmm. So it's just like me working in, let's say, this is probably a terrible <laughs> analogy because I never worked in fast food, but I work at McDonald's. Then I'm going to go work at, leave and go work at Wendy's. Yeah. Then I'm going to go work at, Bur- they're three different companies. You know, yeah. you have to, you have to, you're working under a different set of policies and procedures and rules. And if you're not meeting their standards, you're going to get laid off. Yeah. I, I was with the company for 16 years, 16 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had a clean, clean employee file and everything. I still got laid off. Yeah. Why? I'm sure I got some cock and bull reason why, but if I mm-hmm. think back, it's like, okay, I was there for 16 years. I was getting paid a lot of money. Yep. That's why. So they laid, they, they laid me off to bring in the younger talent. I'm not saying that's the reason with these guys, but maybe this is the opposite. These guys were not bringing the money in because this is how the company runs. The company runs off of their talent. Yes. Yeah, you could be a great wrestler in the ring, but what kind of money are you making the company? It's still a business. It's still a business. That's my tangent. I mean, for years, I never looked at it that way. But then after working um, in, in the world of retail or marketing or whatever, or operations, just being a manager of some sort and running a, running a business, 
Yeah. Now it's like, oh, now I kind of see what's happening here. No, it's not just go, oh, I don't have anything for you creatively. Mm-hmm. Someone will let you go. First of all, they're not employees. They're not signing W-2s or anything like that. They're not, you know, they're just contractors. So again, if you're not, if you're not, if there's no return on investment, why am I going to pay you to be here if you're not making me any money? I think that's the end all be all right there. So we're not, lo- we're not really looking, reading between the lines here. We're just going, oh, he totally missed the opportunity on Keith Lee. He missed the opportunity on, on Frankie Monet. There's a lot more. I think there's a lot more to it. You know, yes. Yes. again, we can sit here and speculate all night long, but that's just me from my experience work being a bi- a businessman. I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. <laughs> um, you know, so that's just my take on that. Yeah. Now, on the flip side, let's let's end off on this one topic. I had a, a list of topics I wanted to touch on today, but after, like I said earlier, after the uh, happenings of of today and these releases, I figured it'd be a good time to have a discussion about it. Since again, this is what did I say? The seventh. We've had we had uh, ten releases on April fifteenth. We had eight releases on May nineteenth. We had six on June second. Fourteen on June twenty fifth. Uh, we had. 13 on August 6th, now another 18 today. Yeah. So, and very big. Yep. My uh, part of my take, I know we talked about this before we, we started, was also um, when you release, when you just release that many people from the roster in the course of the calendar year, how it's been so far. There's also the, the side of it of you, you're you're not always going to have a home, but did WWE in some of these circumstances fall into their own trap of, I don't want anybody else to have, I I don't want to see him go anywhere else. So I'm just going to take him, no matter what is that do you yeah. think that again looking at it from just, a business business standpoint yeah i don't i'm going to have them so no one else can have them and i'm not going to use them so i can just release them you know how mm-hmm. much money the company just spent just to hire the person i know but you it's know? The, yeah so i don't know it, it's 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 that that's kind of a tough pill to swallow i don't know from, from what we know Again, I consider us educated wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. I, I don't consider us marks where we believe everything we read, but I think yeah. we're educated enough to know the workings of WWE after all these years of reading up on it and just studying it and researching it. Uh, I don't think Vince is that uh, that dumb. Spiteful? Or, or spiteful. Uh, I'm not saying he's not spiteful. I'm fucking sure yeah. he is. You know, like, hey, let's go a half hour later on SmackDown when we know that... Uh, Rampage is going to be later too. I mean, I'm sure that, well, he is in a different, yeah, yeah. But, but not when it comes to money. Not when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. You know, again, what is the ROI? Where's the return on investment for Vince McMahon? Now, if you want to talk about a return on investment, let's change gears here. The investment that AEW has put into the slow burn of one Hangman Adam Page. Mm-hmm. Hangman Adam Page. I was the guy that I I was on the Hangman Page bandwagon when Dynamite was in its infant stages and they were ready to uh, 
to crown the inaugural AEW world champion, I was like, it's going to be Hangman Page. It has would to you, be Hangman Page. John, would you say you were all about that cowboy shit? I was all about that cowboy shit. <laughs> I was I was all about that cowboy shit before cowboy shit was cool. All right. But I, I love the slow burn. You know, in hindsight, I'm glad that Jericho had it. Jericho was a good first inaugural champion oh, for AEW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that it has not gone to page. But this is like that, almost like a Daniel Bryan underdog kind of thing where it's like, just when you think page is going to get it, he doesn't. Then he gets knocked right back down to the bottom and works his way back up. And something happens. He, he was an armor contender. Something happened personal life he had to take some time off and then you had christian cage hop in there i yep. think that worked out really well though because then christian cage took the impact championship off of kenny omega so storyline wise i think that worked out pretty well um but now we're back hangman page is back in that picture yeah i and, think i'm sorry go ahead no and i was gonna say and the method and the method with which they brought him back was top notch. Yeah, so they was. brought him back in the classic, that classic mystery man spot, mm-hmm. and last man up, the pop, you know the the how quickly and how how high of a level he went over immediately, mm-hmm. and then you doubled down on it with one of the great twists at the end of the Halloween episode of right. dynamite, the man behind the mask, the, the stay puffed, the stay, stay puffed, puffed marshmallow. Man. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Stay, stay puff hangman page right there. Oh, and, and if you're one of, if you're Perfect. one of the losers in the IWC who's complaining about that match, just don't, don't stop fucking watching wrestling then. Cause you don't, you mm-hmm. don't know what you're watching anymore. That was fucking pure entertainment right there. I John, that I'm gonna exactly I'm gonna go at where it. it needed to be. I'm gonna go at it right now. Sometimes, guys, it's okay just to have a fun match and just say, you know what? The fourth wall doesn't even exist. Mm-hmm. It's not even a glass wall. It's just an it's just an open door going in and out, freely come and go as you please. Right. And that match was a Perfect demonstration of that. that Guys, was, let's just go. So let's go have some fucking fun. Yeah. And that's it. And that's all it was. That's it. It, it was the right amount of corny, but mm-hmm. but look at how it all came to a head. Yeah. It still it, told a fucking story. It wasn't and guess just what? a joke. And guess what? There you 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 go back and watch Dynamite from this week and see how with Adam Cole and the Young Bucks, they built off of they built off of that right. and how friggin' John Silver's building off of it and Hangman Page, you know, obviously him building. There, there's multiple storylines that converged and right. re-diverged. And right. it's you know, it 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 did its job perfectly. Now, my question to you is this: Hangman Page is facing Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship in like seven, eight, nine, ten days. At full yeah. gear, <clears throat> is now the time? No, for Omega. Uh, not Omega. I'm sorry for Page to win Hangman. the title. And you no, say it is no. Not. 
I'm actually glad you said it because I agree with you, but please elaborate on why you think it's not the right time. I just feel like it's one of those things where you want to see, to me, you see him go for that brass ring and just slip and just slip and be just that short. And exactly again, the, the mental screws getting turned and twisted and wrenching at you to say why and Kenny Omega as the super heel, as the villain, like the most villain of villains mm-hmm. and to see him just be like, why did he get away with that? And what is this? And then it becomes two things down the road is now page when it does come his time and it does, you know, he does get it it makes it that much more special. And then on the other to- on the other hand, then you get to see, okay, it's not Hangman Page, but you know that Brian Danielson lurking, just mm-hmm. sitting there at the, at the top. A guy like potentially Punk being there. To, you, 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 it just brings everything together. Well, right right now with the uh, World Title Eliminator Tournament, the finals are set. Isn't the finals Miro? Miro and Danielson. Danielson. Yeah. So So there you go. So let's let's actually build off of that. Let's say Hangman Page does win the championship now at full gear. Mm -hmm. Now, a couple things. Full gear is not their biggest show of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, All out. And and I think Double or Nothing are their two bigger shows. I think All Out is like their WrestleMania. All Out is their WrestleMania. Right. So yeah. now I'm not saying every time someone wins the championship, it has to be on a big stage. Right. You know, it doesn't have to be, but we can keep that into consideration that if he won it, if he does win, it's going to be at full gear, which is, I guess, like their second, mm-hmm. one of their secondary shows. But, and so does that mean that we're going to see babyface versus babyface and Brian Danielson wins, which I don't know how much of a story there really is with that. And that's it. And then, or do you have your heel in Miro win the tournament and then have Miro go right after page. And then see, I don't know. I feel like you're, I feel like you're, you're start and stop and start and stop. There is no, there is no long game. There is no long game to that storyline, where exactly. you now have Danielson and you have Brian, you have Danielson and Omega who put on a match of the year in a draw, mm. and the whole reason that Brian Danielson walked in that door was to say, "Hey, Kenny, I'm the fucking guy who you didn't mention on that list of the of the people who could beat you." And guess what? I've been your boogeyman for the past four months. I'm not going away. I'm still sleeping in your closet at night. You're still checking under your bed for me, man. Mm-hmm. That's that's where, to me, you know, you still you have that. That was a great analogy. But mm-hmm. uh, now I want to go back and piggyback off what you said. I, uh, first of all, I do agree with you. I, I don't think now is the right time. Uh, mm-hmm. Paige obviously organically got himself over. But... Yep people will sink their teeth more into the, into the fact that if he keeps climbing and then falls, he keeps getting to the top and then falls back down. And it's yep. going to mean that much more when he finally does get to the top. 
Yep. Now I think there's more of a story for him to take it from Omega. Yes. Than anyone else. So I don't, I don't think Omega should lose it to someone else and then have, have ha, then have Paige win mm-hmm. it. Paige has to win it off of Omega. Now, going back to the tournament, so we have our Miro and Danielson. It doesn't matter to me. Either of them could win win this match and then go right after Omega um, post full gear. It could be on a dynamite or whatever. You know, that's yep. fine. Having Omega hold on to the title longer, I think, is, is better for AEW and better mm-hmm. for any other contenders, and in this case, Hangman Page as well. Because... They, they've had a lot of time to tell the story of Hangman Page. Yes. But like you said, it's start and stop, start and stop. Let's tell the story for the next six, eight, 12 months straight through mm-hmm. and then have the blow off mean something. Yeah. People yep. are behind Hangman Page. People are – Page is over, but are they emotionally – invested or do they mm-hmm. just assume he's going to win i think i think this there's a better story there he needs to lose to page uh to omega at full gear and then keep climbing to the top falling yep. back down climb to the top fall back down till he finally gets it yeah yeah it's a uh the comparison i'll make it is a and it should be a longer game version of the Kofi Mania build. Yes. And you took now with Kofi Mania, you did, you did exactly that and you pulled it off damn near perfectly in the four month span with all the roadblocks that Vince would throw in their in his way. All the roadblocks that Daniel Bryan would throw in his way. And you now take that and you can stretch it. You can take that four months now and stretch it into this, like you said, eight, 12 month cycle and make it still have that same emotional build and blow off that it'll come to. Right. Great opportunity. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to see what happens at full gear. Uh, Again, like I said earlier, AEW is just some great, great television, very entertaining. Oh, and if anyone doesn't think that AEW is sports entertainment, also they're not mm-hmm. watching. They're not watching the same thing that I'm watching because AEW is definitely sports entertainment with an emphasis on the wrestling. Yes, um, but it's it's just great television. I hope, and you know, they need to keep it up. I just hope they don't now. Now bringing it back to where this whole sh- show started, I hope they don't have a roster that ends up becoming oversaturated. And not enough people get a the airtime or mm-hmm. be the opportunity. Now, yeah. listen, they have a lot of hours of content. They have dynamite, they have rampage, they have dark, and they have elevation. Dark yes. and elevation both are over on YouTube, so it's free TV. You can go there and check out all the matches. Uh, that's also their opportunity to help grow their talent, kind of like WWE's main event, yes, you know, or two hundred five live or things like yeah. that. So, lots of lots going on here in wrestling. Uh, again, unfortunately, mm-hmm. eighteen people got their release today. We wish them all the best in their future endeavors. Not to, uh, you know, take a page out of Vince's book, but 
Yep. In, in, in all, all truth, you know, we do wish you guys all the best, all you men and women of uh, pro wrestling. But I don't see any reason why none of, none of these names will land on their feet again with with so many other options. Yes. Out there. AEW. Um, I keep. I almost said Ring of Honor again. Yep. AEW, okay. Impact, New Japan, MLW, GCW okay. has been in the news a lot lately too. There's a lot going yep. on. Plenty of other opportunities for them to go. hundred percent. But with that being said, Brother Phil, that's all the time oh, we have for John, today's episode. I want to take five minutes before we cut this episode. Five whole minutes. Five whole minutes. It's if going that. to you, Brother okay. Phil. Okay. Speaking of wishing the best, okay? Yes. I want to go on a serious note here and if we can talk about mr john moxley for a moment yes and we can and i'm not saying it to touch on the story i want to put it out to everybody who listens out here okay guys john moxley taking the time to check himself into rehab for alcohol issues and i think the bigger picture out here guys and the bigger story is never be afraid to say, I need help. If, if you have something going on and you need the help, there is no shame. There is no fear in having to stand up. The bravest thing you could do guys is say, I need help. And if you don't know where to go, then find somebody close to you and talk to them and say, what can we do? And if you still feel that you don't have that, there are numbers, there are websites you can go to. And I'm going to throw it out there right here, right at the top, guys. You have the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Okay? Well, just start right there. 1-800-662-HELP. 1-800-662-HELP. 4357. You are never alone and never be afraid. Guys, the, like I said, the bravest thing and the best thing you can do is recognize if you ever need help, to always say to somebody, help me out. And uh, that's it. There, there's, there's, never, there's never any, any shame in that. And um, it really is the bravest thing you could do. It really is, guys. Right. Uh, I definitely couldn't agree with that more, obviously. Um, don't be ashamed to tell mm-hmm. to, to say you, you need help. And I, I'm glad you uh, you mentioned the phone number. I want to reiterate again, if you do need help, reach out to the National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP, H-E-L-P. That's 1-800-662-4357. Uh, again, all of our best to Moxley and his family. Wishing him a speedy recovery. Uh, very, you know, being a fan, you can be proud of someone you're a fan of. And being a fan of Moxley, I'm proud that he that he stood up and said, "I need to check myself in, and I need to get help." Uh, especially now that he has a family. He just, Renee just had a baby uh, only a few, three, four months ago. I actually think their baby's the same age as my son Mateo. So yeah, so four months or so. Um, yeah, so he needs to get the help. Uh, he, he's having the career of his life right now, and uh, there's no reason for 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 anything 
like like alcoholism or you know just be or drinking to hold him back or end that. So yep. pushing him to recovery and hopefully he makes a return sooner than later. Yep, a great a great quote to share right now, John, from the late Robin Williams who had his own his own personal demons and took his own life. Everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind. Always. Always. Right. Always, guys. You never know what, what someone else's story is. Yep. Something's not worth yeah. knowing if it's not the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, with that being said, uh, at NW fam, thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Um, I'm just going to keep this one short. Uh, you know, check us out on social media. If you're not already, you should go check us out. Follow our links in the link tree link, which is in the bio. Uh, our bio and the description of this episode lots of big things happening right here on the fourth world pop network uh and until next week on behalf of good brother phil i am the baby face of podcasting johnny bones we are new normal wrestling and i bid you adieu with a goodbye a good night and i'll see what i'm looking at you bang